0: It's the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
1: I cannot
0: express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist.
2: I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show.
0: The Sports Psychology Hour, the best advice on the radio each and every
2: week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
2: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
1: I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes.
0: And now, here's your host, Rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri by therapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
2: Sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And today I'm talking about mental preparation, about visualization, about mindsets. And I'd love to hear from you and see what you do to get mentally prepared to compete. Do you have a routine mentally that you go through to get yourself on the court, on the field, on the course, on... Wherever it might be in the pool, or do you just show up. Our phone number is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. As I said, I'm going to give away three relaxation visualization exercises today to whoever calls in and asks about this. If you get nervous and uptight before you perform, why? What? What? What are you worried about? What are you nervous about? Do you have a routine to get yourself out on on the athletic? field in the pool the court whatever it might be or are you someone who is pretty uptight and nervous i play golf with a lot of friends i know one friend of mine we've we we talk about his putting because he thinks too much when he's out there and then he gets tense and then he misses a he's a really good he can really putt well but then he starts thinking too much and you can see him tighten up and we've actually talked about this going through some of the, the visualization and then the muscle tightening loosening, he said it's made all the difference in the world you know when i worked years ago with the olympic cycling team back in the 80s we won nine medals in the 84 olympics hadn't won any in 72 years many of these many of these cyclists went through the visualization exercise before they rode in fact i can still remember one member of our team pursuit squad his name is pat mcdonough warming up on rollers and he got interviewed after we won a silver medal in that event, he talked about being on the rollers, warming up, and visualizing himself riding. And that made a huge difference because in the quarterfinals, we were down with one lap to go, and Pat took the lead and rode all the way to the finish, and we won by one one-hundredth of a second to move on to the semifinals. And he said afterwards, visualizing that Picturing that in his mind made a huge difference and it helped him do it. So the the, the, the word is out. If you visualize and take the time to p- mentally prepare, it's going to help you immensely. So we haven't had any calls in yet, so let's get some calls in here. I'd like to hear, what do you do to get mentally prepared to, to play, whatever the game is? Maybe you're a bowler. I know there's a bowler down in southern Missouri I've worked with, and he goes through the visualization exercise. He's told me it made, made all the difference in the world for him because I have one specifically for bowling. I have the exercises for bowling, hitting and pitching for baseball and softball, tennis, swimming, running, and then this relaxation visualization exercise specifically for any sport. And I found throughout my work that, you know, when you, when you listen to athletes after after they perform, you will hear them talk about seeing it in their, seeing themselves making the winning shot, seeing themselves hitting the, the, the game-winning double, making that, that strikeout, hitting that serve, hitting that shot. It makes a huge difference if you take the time to do this. So, once again, I'd like to hear from you. If Whatever the sport you play, do you take the time to visualize and relax before you play? Once again, our number is 913 If you're a coach... Do you put your te- do you have your team do any type of mental preparation exercises? Or do you just say let's just go play? I've heard of many many coaches who will put their team in a dark room and get them to relax and put on some relaxing music and the coach will do some talking of picturing this it's visualization stuff, picturing themselves going out and playing. I hear this quite a bit now. Like I said, the research shows if you do this, it works. And I think that if you take the time mentally to get ready, just as much as you'll take the time physically, you know, you're going to physically stretch out. Do you mentally stretch out your mind? And with this, what is it that's, you know, so so Blake, let me ask this question. You played with all these guys, played football with all these different guys. You probably saw some guys who got really uptight and nervous before games. You are pretty chill, you're a pretty relaxed guy in terms of that. But what did you notice with some of the guys you played with? Did you see some of them freaking out, stressing out? What, you know, did did you have teammates that you saw who would who were getting uptight and really nervous when they played?
0: Uh honestly, this probably sounds bad, but I I'm, I'm not sure
2: because I didn't really pay attention to anybody else. That's why I asked you. Yeah. No, no, that was the setup question. Gotcha. Because you, you sat here and talked about how you got yourself ready. Yeah. So you were in that zone. Okay. You were in that zone of where you wanted to be. So you weren't paying attention to everything else because your concentration and focus was on yourself. That's what I'm trying to get at. And you played, you were pretty good, well, from what you've told us, <laughs> you were a pretty good football player.
0: It, what 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 day are you gonna find out? I never actually played.
2: Yeah. Well, they were, they were in <laughs> no, I'm trouble. just kidding.
0: I'm kidding. No um, Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean it, when you're in that kind of setting I Think that's where your trust as a teammate comes in where I Don't rely on other guys or other uh, teammates to pump me up or to get me mentally focused. I think once it's come game time You kind of just trust everybody to get themselves ready because everybody else is different. You know, I can't look at somebody and maybe they're maybe they're a little more lighthearted, joking around um, because that that was me sometimes. But that meant I was ready to go. You know what I mean? So everybody got mentally focused differently. Like I said, I also was one who took a nap. Now, some people might be like, oh, you're lazy before the game. You're not focused. You're sleeping over there. Yeah, that's because that was my that was my meditation time. So I'd be mad if somebody, you know, came over and wake up, like you gotta get focused. It's like, man, you just ruined it. You just ruined it. So I don't I don't, you know, intervene or pay attention to other people's pregame stuff because that's their pregame stuff. That's not mine. So that's when it that, that trust factor comes in that says, Hey, I'm gonna do all that I can in this lead up to this game or this lead up to this practice or whatever it is, and I trust that you're gonna do the same.
2: When I worked with the Royals several years ago, we had a relief pitcher who was our setup guy. And he could throw between 95 and 100 miles an hour, sometimes over 100. But when he'd go down to the bullpen, he'd take two or three Red Bulls with him to get himself all hyped up. And he, he was pitching all over the place. And our manager at the time asked me, he says, Have you talked with so and so? And I said, No, we're in Cleveland. And ironically, I walked out of his office, he wasn't doing well, and this this pitcher was on a video game and he said, Doc, I, I need your help. So we started working on all this, and he'd been around, he's a veteran, he'd pitched for several teams, and he's a pretty prominent guy. I said, What do you do to get mentally prepared to pitch? And he looked at me with this blank stare. I don't. And I said, Well, the ball's going all over the place. He, he hits he would hit guys periodically, and he was throwing about you know, 95 to 100, that didn't feel very good. So we worked on visualization. He started listening to my relaxation visualization exercise for pitching. And then he went through a number of games without giving up a run. And then for the rest of his career, he ended up getting traded later. But he took those at the time they were CDs, and he said he listened to them before every game, unless he pitched two or three days in a row, take a day off. But he would take the time about 6 o'clock, after BP, we'd come back in the locker room and we had a video room. He would go in there and turn off the lights and just listen to this exercise. And he said it made a huge difference for him. He never really knew how to visualize and prepare before he pitched because he could throw the ball so hard. The problem was he didn't know where it was going. And I think, you know, if, if you look at, at athletes who are playing at the professional level, who are having trouble and you and obviously if you're watching you can see it. They are missing shots, they're they're not performing. How much of it is about their preparation, their mental preparation. What are they doing to get themselves ready to play? And oftentimes when I work when I work with it's amazing with the professional athletes that I've worked with and I've worked with dozens and dozens and dozens of them, a lot of them don't have a routine. lot of, most do, but a lot don't. That's one of the reasons they've made it to that level. And then I have many people who will say, you know, I've got all the physical tools, but mentally there's something missing. You know, I've talked on on this show all the time about confidence. You know, confidence, that ability to believe in yourself. But to be confident, you've got to be focused. To be focused, you've got to be prepared. To be prepared, you have to have a, a routine mentally that you use. So once again... Love to get some calls in here. Like I said, I'm going to give away three relaxation and visualization exercises today to whoever calls in. Our numbers 913-3810-810. If you're an athlete, if you're a coach, you're a parent, these are exercises that can help you get mentally prepared to perform. But I'd like to hear from you. What do you have a routine? Maybe you're a successful athlete at whatever you do, whatever your sport is. And you've done quite well do you have a routine that you use mentally before you go out to perform for many many athletes i think they do things they don't realize they're doing well i might listen to some music to get myself psyched up i might listen to some music to psych myself down i may want to read read something that may relax me to get my mind off of what i'm going to do there are a variety of things that you can do to get yourself prepared but so much of it like I said, visualization, picturing in your mind what you want to do before you do it makes such a big difference. I know years ago, when I worked with the University of Kansas back in the 80s, with our basketball team, we worked on visualization for shooting free throws. And, you know, everybody has a routine when you go shoot a free throw. But part of it needs to involve picturing yourself making the shot and getting yourself relaxed, using breathing. That's one of the things I haven't mentioned is And part of this relaxation exercise utilizes breathing, learning about physical tension and mental tension, helping you to relax. So that's one of the things. If you watch many professional athletes who play at high levels, when they get on the pitching mound or in the batter's box or at the free throw line, you'll see them take a deep breath, exhale, and then perform. And what that does, I always tell people to take that exhale, use it as a beam coming out of your mouth to focus in on the pitcher, on the goal, on whatever you're going to do, and help you to just relax. When you're playing golf, you know, before you stand, stand back to hit your shot, I always have people stand behind the shot, visualize the shot where they want it to go, get that image in your mind before you step up and hit the ball. There's no question that if you take the time to visualize, to prepare yourself it will make a huge, huge difference in how you perform. So once again, our number is 913-3810-810. Love to hear from you. If, if you're a coach, and you know, some coaches don't believe, maybe you you don't believe in this. I know there are a lot of people out there that say, oh, that's a bunch of bunk, this stuff. You just go play. you got to be tough. Okay? There's nothing wrong with being tough, but there's also... The importance of balancing it out with being relaxed and focused so if you're a coach what do you do to get your team prepared to play you know we haven't had any calls in yet so it's sort of interesting no one's called about this because this is a topic i think a lot of people would be interested in if you're a coach what do you do to get your team ready to play do you utilize relaxation relaxation or visualization exercises to prepare them once again, our number is 913 Blake, you want to jump in?
0: Yeah, I was going to say one of the greatest um, kind of hit home coaching visualizations. visualizations. Of course, we get a call right when I was telling the story. One second. Well,
2: okay. But, this, you know, once again, th- this is something that y- I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. And what's it take to come out on top? Obviously, learning how to play that sport, know the techniques, the tools you have to have. But the other side of it is having a mental routine to get yourself prepared to deal with tension, to deal with relaxation, to deal with whatever. Once again, our number is 913-3810-810. And I'm going to give away three of these relaxation visualization exercises. Blake, finish up before we go to our caller here. I
0: was just going to say, we were having a struggling season one year, and the the coach in, in mind came to us and sat all the seniors down. And we were at a point where if we lost, you know, a game, one more game, we were out of the running for, for probably anything. But if we could hang on and start to put some wins together, it would have turned our entire season around. And really, one of the coolest visualizations that he had was, right now, guys – we are on the side of a cliff. And we're halfway up the cliff. But we're also halfway down the cliff. And right now we're sliding downward. Now, what we could do is we could let go of the side of this rock face and fall to the ground. And that's our season. Or we could take all that hard work that we put in over the summer, all the practice reps, all the team bonding, all of the, you know, all of the the blood, sweat, tears, hard work that everybody's put in. And one by one, we could slowly claw our way back up the top of this mountain. Now, it's going to take a lot more work than it's going to than just let go. But if you want it bad enough, we're going to get to the top of the mountain. But it's going to be hard. And that, to me, was our whole season turned after this speech that he gave to the seniors. It was awesome.
2: All right, let's go to the phones. Let's see what Joel has to say. Joel, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Good
0: morning, Dr. Jacobs. Thank you for your work.
3: I listen to it regularly on Sunday morning.
2: Well, thank you. And hold on, we're going to get your email address when we're done, and I will send you the relaxation visualization exercise I've been mentioning.
3: That, that'd be fantastic. Uh, just a few uh, remarks about my recent golf experience. Uh, I play about two times a week if I can. And recently, I usually shoot in the mid-80s, and recently I went through a real putting slump, and I was three putting, four, five, six greens in a row, and totally lost all confidence. I I have not been a practicer of visualization. I intend to do that. Uh, Thank you for all the suggestions. But recently, uh, what I did was, I looked for a video from uh, Ben Crenshaw, uh, since he was a great putter. And one of the things that he stressed on the short video was the importance of just relaxing. And uh, I realized how tense I've been, and the worse I putted, the more tense I got. And I couldn't make a two-footer anymore, be left right short long then nothing consistent but after watching that that short video uh just stressing the importance of not being tense and he stressed maybe the soft grip was one thing that would help relax me instead of gripping the club so hard and the the very next round i made a lot of putts i shot an 85 so after being struggling to get under 90 i i had a big jump downward so uh, i intend to put Visualization much more into practice, but especially I think I visualized relaxing as I putted, and that rather than all the different mechanical things people are telling me, that made more difference than anything.
2: So, well, a couple things, Joel. That's great that you've improved. First of all, and yeah, Ben Crenshaw was known as General Ben because of, of the way he could putt as well. So one of the things that I always tell people with putting: stand behind the ball, you know, get to the green, you know, look at the lay of the green and everything, but then. Stand behind the ball, visualize it, get up, take, you know, a practice stroke, stand over the ball, visualize a, a bunch of different colored balls going into the hole, then step up, breathe and hit. Don't work, don't, as soon as you stand over the ball, you need to relax and hit the ball. Don't think. The worst thing you can do is think when you're standing over the ball.
3: Why I, the different colored balls?
2: Well, that's just what I've used, used for, you could, it could be white white balls, but just a lot of people like to use that, but just picture a bunch of balls going into the hole just along the line from your putter to the hole and just visualize that, relax, and hit it. The worst thing to do is to think when you're standing over the ball because then you start thinking, then you get tense, then you don't relax.
3: Would you say there is a a factor of timeliness? Do you you recommend the day you go out or like Blake was talking about the night before, is there a preferred time to visualize
2: everybody's different i always tell people to you know apply it like this exercise you could listen to tonight before you could listen to it an hour before you leave it's a 20 minute exercise it gets you into that mindset and then start to apply it to what you're doing but when you're out on the on the putting green like i said have a routine but when you stand over the ball breathe and hit it don't stand over the ball and think the worst thing to do is start thinking because when you start to think you get tense
3: Okay, and I've been in zones where water holes never bothered me, but recently there are two or three water holes on the course, and I do tense up and go into the water. I hit a club shot fat. Seems like the more more I want to make a great shot, the more I hit it fat.
2: Well, so real real quick, so water real, holes and hitting it fat. <laughs> well, real quick, I'll tell you a story, and then we'll let you go. to Blake will get your email. Uh, years okay. ago, at the club I, I play at. I'd been in practice for about a year, and and this middle-aged lady came over to me who I've known since I was a boy and said, you've got to help me, you've got to help me. You know number 15, that lake? It's a par five. I hit the ball into the blankety-blank lake every time. And so I said, what lake? She goes, the lake that's down there. She'll hit her tee shot right in front of the lake. I said, the lake's what, 30 yards long? You know, wide? Yeah. And I said, well, what do you hit, you know, 40, 50 yards? Well, I hit a wedge. I said, well, why can't you just hit a wedge 40 or 50 yards? Well, the lake's there. And I said, what lake? And then she looked at me, she goes, oh. I said, you're thinking about the lake, not the shot. Well, she came back later. I was laying out at the pool, came back yelling my name. She goes, I did it, I did it, I eagled the hole. First time I've ever done that. Awesome. She's been telling that story for years to some friends of mine. Because she she went down, you know, she's about to hit the ball, but she's thinking about the water. It's a 40, 50 yard shot. What water? So, t- t- try that, Joel, and see what happens.
3: Okay. Thank right. you for your advice, and you're thank welcome. you for the, video, uh, the visualization tapes.
2: Sure thing. Blake will get your email. Thanks for your call. All right, Blake, take his call. All right, let's go to Dan. Dan, good morning. It's Dr. Jacobs. How are you?
1: I'm good. yourself.
2: Great, great. Thanks for calling in.
1: Hey, yeah, I just started listening later, so I don't know uh, everything that you shared, but you're talking about relaxation. Um, I've been using this to become quicker at pickleball. Okay. So, like, I expect a speed up instead of like being tense and I just relax. And I'm really focused on reading, you know, and, and sure enough, I, I'm quicker. Uh, I've been fascinating watching the, uh, uh, the runners run and just how relaxed they are. You know, where like Ben Johnson used to run all tense, and now everybody's running relaxed and they're running amazing times. And it's relaxation creating more quickness and explosion is fascinating to me. But my problem is, like, when I'm playing just like the easy shots and I'm trying to play relaxed, well, I, I lose focus, you know. I have the ADHD and I just, you know, I'm not playing athletic. I'm just playing lazy.
2: <laughs> well, what's not your... rela-
1: I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm playing lazy, not relaxed.
2: What I'm is, less... the, what is your, your, your mental routine you use before you play to get yourself ready to play? Do you even have? Do you even have one?
1: I uh, right before I play, yes and no. I I walk onto the court and I think, uh, regardless if it's true or not, I was like I, I'm the best player here, uh, and I just get in that mindset, uh, and then I try to channel the zone. You know, uh, so I I play intense. In so I'm trying to figure out how to play intense because that's where I'm. You know. But if I'm really a intense, I'm, I'm almost flexed, you know what I'm saying, and I lose some quickness because you can't be as quick when you're flexed, you, you, you know. Uh, so I'm, that was why I was really interested in that little uh, relaxation thing that you did. But uh, being an ADHD kid, you know, the word focus is just a bad word to me. Uh, determination, I guess, is a better word. I mean, I mean,
2: Well, fo- I, focus is a bad word because you, you've always been told you can't focus, probably. That's right. Exactly. Okay. okay, and, and so one. you have but a negative...
1: Determination neg- has helped me tremendously, just changing the word.
2: Well, uh, yeah, yeah, you've had a negative connotation associated with focus instead of using it as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. and that's because of what people have told you. You can't focus. Come on, Dan, what's wrong with you? You're not focusing. You're not concentrating, <laughs> right? You've probably been told that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. People with ADHD, or especially ADD, are always told you can't focus. What's wrong with you? Well, learning how to relax and visualize makes a big difference with that. And so learning to, you know, you've got to picture yourself in, in tight situations and in less stressful situations. If you mentally go through that in your mind beforehand, you've already been there so then when you're out when you're out there actually competing it makes it a lot easier to do it so my you know i think this exercise will help you in terms of before you go out and play about the difference between tension and relaxation and also about picturing visualizing what you want to do so based on what you've told me i think that's going to help you
1: I, i'm really excited i was uh, coaching a boy and uh, baseball and be- he started struggling, and uh, he would take a deep breath. His dad would take a deep breath, but it was uh, it wasn't a cleansing breath. It was like, oh, man,
2: like well, yeah, you need you need yeah. There, it, it's it's one thing to breathe that way, another thing to breathe to breathe you know in terms yeah, of relaxation. So, so it was
1: fascinating. I, I watched him actually get way worse doing uh, improper breathing.
2: Um so well,
1: I, I'm great to, I mean, to have a, a more you know just like. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm going to try this to have a routine. So I'm pretty excited about getting
2: this one. All right, well, hold on, and uh, Blake will get, that, get your email address, and I'll get that out to you. So thank you for your call, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that frees up our lines here, 913-3810-810. I'm going to have one more relaxation visualization exercise to give away today. Once again, it's a 20-minute exercise that takes you through a breathing exercise, a confidence build, a, a progressive muscle relaxation exercise, a confidence-building section, and a visualization section. So if you're a coach and you're coaching a group of young kids, something like this can be really helpful in terms of your preparation. You know, what do you do to get ready to play? I mean, just like our couple of callers, everybody's different, all right? There are certain things that tighten some people up. There are certain things that, that will tense you up, some things that will relax you. So the key thing is understanding what are these for me? Once again, 913-3810-810 is our number. We're going to give away one more of these. If you're a coach, do you have kids in your team that get too uptight? If you're a parent, do you find that your son or daughter maybe gets too nervous before they play and then they don't play well because they're too, too worried? If you're an athlete and you're having difficulty stressing out when you're playing, getting uptight when you're playing, whatever the scenario might be, this is the type of thing that can help you with that. So we're going to go to our next break here in a second. Come back. we will get one more call in here and see what you say. 913-3810. 810 is the number. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.